Business is brought to you by Audible.com. everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Married with a Business. I'm Craig. And I'm Allison. And we're Married with a Business. We're here to share tips and tricks and stories of what it's like to be a married couple that own and operate a business together. How are you doing this week, Allison? I'm good, Craig. We just got back from the last leg of our annual planning meeting. We went up to, you and I went up to Vermont for a couple of days to get away from the office and the kids and kind of go through everything. Yeah, so we... Over the years, we've always done an annual kind of planning meeting, owner's meeting, and it started with just you and I going away for a long weekend, and we talked about everything. We did the SWOT analysis, we talked about the budgets, and then it and then it turned into we we went away and we took a couple of key managers, or we did it at the office with some key managers, and then now it's turned into three meetings where we do a meeting that is us with our whole office team, with our management team, then we do a meeting that's just us and key managers, and then a meeting that's just Ah, so it's like a three phases now. Yeah, and it's a lot of meetings, but I kind of feel like we start out with the big picture of where everybody's at. We kind of whittle down what they say to the key managers and focus on what, you know, we take what they say with a grain of salt, whittle it down, look at it a little bit more, and then you and I meet and make final decisions and final goals for and update our vision traction organizer. Yeah, I actually like the way that we're doing it now. I think we've actually, you know, it's taken us 10 years, but we've honed in on the system now. and. I like the fact that, you know, there are different, each meeting has different parts that I like, but I do like the fact that now when we go away and we do this weekend away, it is more of an owner's meeting. And we're really talking kind of high level stuff. We're not in the nitty gritty, like, okay, we need to have, you know, this much money in for rent this year or this much money in for whatever. Like we, at that point, that's all done. And when we go away, we are really starting to talk about, okay, what are some tactics we're going to use to achieve this goal that's five years from now? All right. Well, and we struggled a little bit because, um, you know, as we grew and we got to the point where we couldn't answer the questions we were asking ourselves. So we had to change. And I think that this model for right now and the size of our team is working well. Will it change again? Probably. And one of the things that's neat about this model is, is that it really kind of helps us with what we're going to talk about this week on the show with is our company culture by having everybody get together and do that first big meeting together with all of our, our management level staff. It also allows us to do some bonding and rapport. We do a, this year we did a team building exercise with them. That we had one of our other team members lead instead of me leading everything. I delegated that out to her to come up with the idea and manage the exercise. So we've talked about it before in the past on the show, we've talked about building company culture but this week we thought it'd be interesting to actually bring one of our team members that helps us bring company, build company culture onto the show. Yeah, Nicole's been with us about two years. She is um, in her mid-20s. She has worked with a couple other small businesses before she came with us. And she has really become a great um, a great partner for me in terms of she deals with our sales and marketing stuff. So she we kind of talk about like if, if it touches people. She helps me with it. So she's been really instrumental in kind of our internal communication with our team and our external communication with potential clients. Yeah. So take a couple minutes here and listen to our interview with Nicole from our office talking about company culture. Everybody, this week, something a little bit different. It's the first time we've ever had one of our team members from our company 
on the show, Nicole Patry. Nicole, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. So you have worked for us for almost two years. And one of the things that you have really helped us with since you've come on, you do marketing for us, you help with the sales department. Um, But one of the things that you've really helped us with is sort of building our team's culture um, over the past year or so. What when you started when you started working for us almost two years ago, what, what did you think about our culture or what there was of culture? I thought it was really interesting because um, Almar as a company is a very family oriented business. And so I came in and I could tell that everybody was really close. And then as we've evolved, I think we've been able to integrate a lot of different like employee engagement tactics and um, just good ways to get everybody involved. And I think it's made everybody closer. I think that, and I guess I'll admit, Allison and I aren't young, right? We're not old. <laughs> we, but it was interesting because you are younger and it was, it's something that I think that as our team has grown, it's become more important to us that everybody of all ages in our company uh, enjoys working for our company. And so you've been really sort of instrumental in helping us sort of develop some of these ideas of, of team engagement and doing things together as a, as a team and family and, and all of those ideas. Tell us a little bit about what was sort of like your first jumping off point. Like when you started, what was like the first thing you thought, oh, this is something we should do to help the culture in, in Almar? Yeah, I think the first thing that's coming to my mind, and I'm not sure if this is actually the first thing we did, but the first thing that came to my mind was last spring we had a kickball tournament with the whole, the whole, um, like the whole team. And it was really fun because um, I felt like I was orchestrating something that was maybe different than what you guys had done in the past. And it really got everybody out and using our team work skills in a different way and in a more active and like physical way. It was really fun. And it was also funny. (laughs) Yes, it was funny. (laughs) Yes. How do you think that you being younger than us plays into your perspective of what we should do and how we should do it as a team. Yeah. I think part of that comes with, I can uh, really relate to different people in the organization. And so I understand how they're feeling and they feel like they can talk to me about it. And then I can hear what they're saying and bring it to you guys. Like, Oh, we should do this event. Right. Um, This person would be really interested in engaging in this way. And that's something that we've really worked on is making sure that we're engaging everybody's unique personality styles. And I think we've spent some time since you've been here um, working on learning more about people's personality styles and incorporating that into our onboarding process. What do you think the challenge is when you're at, what are we, 15, 16 people um, trying to engage people? Because I think that you get positive and negative feedback on everything we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard to please everybody. Um, and I think that's something that we all have to understand. And as, as people that are trying to engage others, we want to make sure that, that everybody, maybe they don't love doing the activities, but they are okay with being there. Right. And so, yeah, I think that's, that's been the, per- the, the challenge is no matter what you do, sometimes people aren't going to be happy about it, but we can try and make the next thing. How do you try not to take it personally? Um, I think just knowing that some people's personality styles 
they want to come to work and all they want to do is work and they don't want to like have that personal relationship or even that that you know they don't want to go play kickball and I totally understand that um and so it's it's understanding that sometimes you know they don't want to come to the team meeting they want to be you know getting into their their work Mm -hmm. and knowing that is a great way to not take it super personal I think one of the other challenges that we have as a company because of what we do we sort of have this segmented team where there's a group of us, there's a nine of us or eight of us that work together in the office. And then there's another, you know, seven, eight that are in the field a lot. How do you manage trying to keep the people that aren't around each other every day, you know, in entwined and engaged? Yeah. Um, that is, I think the biggest challenge for all of us is, you know, we do have a team that works in the field, um, like Craig was just saying. And so um, I think making sure that, they feel heard and seen. We started an 18 newsletter. And so we send out links and information so that the, the team that's not in the office all the time knows what's going on. Um, and I feel like that's been a great resource to make them really excited about what's going on and, and more knowledgeable. Been one of the most successful things we've implemented. I think the most successful thing that we've implemented is and I think you guys talked about this on a past episode, so it would be great to listen to that, is um, the annual planning meeting and involving the team in it. I think it gives the team a really great understanding of where they're going and they feel part of the process. And they feel like, oh, I'm a part of this five-year goal. Right. And I think that helps them see we're moving and we're moving forward and there's a place for you and there's a place for you to grow. And it makes everybody excited. What do you, and in, in contrast, what do you think has been one of our less successful attempts? Um, I give um, the team like a little treat with like a fun saying, and I'm not sure if everybody is super excited about it, but it's, it's nice. I don't know if it's making that much of an impact. I wonder if like we stopped doing it, if we would get feedback from it. That would be, very that would be interesting uh, test to see. So one of the things that we've started to implement, Allison and I and the company have started to implement, is this weekly reporting tool that we have. And we send out an email every week to all of the employees and we ask them to fill it out. And it and it sort of gauges, you know, what their temperature, how they're feeling, if they're happy, if they're sad, both from work and personal. How do you feel that that might start playing into the the building of a plan for company culture? Yeah, I think understanding um, so this weekly reporting tool, you can basically just say how you're feeling for the whole week and you do it in um, like a happy face, a medium face and a sad face. And so I think because we know the what's happening every week and we know the schedule, we know what's going on, we know who's working on what, um, we can say, okay, this week, these people were all very stressed out. And so what can um, Allison and I do? to make sure that next time a week like that happens, we're doing something that makes them feel appreciated. And I think that's kind of the way that we can integrate the reporting tool and employee engagement. And do you, I, I, I look at these reports, uh, you know, once a week when they come in and it's funny, I think some people are much more open, I guess, if you will, about it than other, other employees are. Do you feel like there's a way for employees that aren't open, that don't tell you what they like and don't like? And uh, is there, there's some tactics that you think that we could try to, we have started using to help them be more engaged? 
Yeah, that's a difficult one because because like we were saying, the different personality styles, people are more, some people are way more open than others, just like you were saying. I think a great way for people that don't resonate with the weekly reporting tool to feel heard and seen is when we have different team meetings and different specific meetings and we'll ask them, how do you feel about this? And how do, how do you want to see these things changed? Um, how is your week going? And all of those things are a great way to, to maybe have that more personal conversation rather than sometimes people feel like the weekly reporting tool is not personal. Right. So they can feel heard in this scenario um, rather than just filling something out and being like, I don't know what happens with this information. Right. And I think it's it's also like a, it's, it sometimes could be a generational thing, too, because I think that a younger generations up to tune with filling out things online and giving much more in tune with that, where. You know, somebody who's a little bit older may not uh, be as open on an email. I think the other thing uh, that was interesting, and we've tried to do a better job of this, is is getting ideas from people saying, hey, what do you want to do? And one of the things that you guys did, instead of Allison and I being the ones that are always planning these events, and I think we talked about this in Season 3, Episode 5, Building a Team Culture, um, is we've actually, you guys have started this team culture society. What, what do you call it? I call it the um, the engagement society. And full disclosure, we really need to get have a meeting so that we can uh, yes. get back on, on track for, need, for next year. Yes, we need some new members of our engagement society. So if any of my team members are listening, <laughs> please join. Nicole, what do you think is some signs of a company or a team that has a great culture and is working together? Yeah, I think a great sign is when you um, walk into work and everybody's saying, hi, how was your weekend? And they're actually having engaged conversations about that. Um, I think that's on the top of my mind because we're recording this on a Monday. And so we also have a team potluck every month. And our team potluck is usually themes and we'll all bring in, you know, something to contribute. And we're always having conversations. We're always laughing. And I feel like that's a great sign of people that actually like each other and enjoy each other's company. And that's been a huge part of why we're doing this team engagement in the long term. Yeah. I think that, you know, our goal with it, you know, three of us, as we were kind of developing all of this and trying to make, I mean, at the end of the day, the two years you've been with us, we've been trying to make a culture for our company. I think one of the goals is not everybody's going to like each other, right? Like we understand that, like not every, you can't have 15 people and everybody, you know, be, you know, love each other, but you have to make those people want to come to work every day and at least enjoy or get to know or be comfortable around the people that they're around. And so I think that's why it's been Allison and I's focus over the past year or two to kind of build that and make it a little bit stronger within our company. And how do you think that having turning from a negative to a positive kind of team culture, how do you think that affects the bottom line and productivity? Yeah. Um, when people like where they work and they're enjoying it, they're more likely to do more work and want to be at work. So I think all of those things will just create a better system and helps everybody want to work together and want to talk to each other. When we're, we're having these meetings and uh, these activities where we're all talking to each other, it, it opens the door to wanting to have more conversations. So then when you're in a work setting, you feel comfortable talking to somebody that maybe you didn't know before. Mm-hmm one of our engagement activities and you can ask them like, Hey, I have this question and you won't feel like there's that barrier. 
Is there anything you're thinking about for next year that you want to add to the system? Um, I know an activity that uh, Craig and I were talking about was um, having a night at the Brockton Rocks baseball. Mm-hmm. And so I would love to, to do that. Yeah, I think we, we've we really focused on a lot of things that are sort of during the work day. Yes. And I think one of, the, one of our goals would be to sort of build something outside of the workday. And and part of that was also in the conversation that Nicole and I had had, which is to also invite our team members' families to it. Because that's something that we don't do a lot of right now, mm-hmm. is we don't have a lot of events where, you know, husbands and wives and kids and partners all come along. And so I think that would be, you know, ideal. Because again, you, it's that, and I, I think sometimes it's a little too like kitschy, a little too fake, if you will, to like say, oh, we're all family. We're all family. Because it's it's not, we're not all family. We're all coworkers. I think building that culture as coworkers that care about each other or care about where we work and get to know each other and become friends, you know? So I kind of like the idea of saying, hey, you know, we're not all, we, we're not all family. We're all coworkers, but we're all friends. And I think that's the idea of sort of getting to know each other a little bit better by doing doing something like that. Cool. I want to really thank you for spending some time to talk to us from your perspective of what we've been doing, what we should be thinking about more and, you know, what other husbands and wives who are working together, how, how they can incorporate team members into building their team culture. Yeah. Nicole, uh, really appreciate you being here. And, and is there a book or something that, that, you know, that, that you found or that you've been interested in that is about company culture? Yeah, I'm actually starting to read a book by Daniel Cole, and it is The Culture Code, The Secrets of Highly Successful Groups. Yeah, and I think it's a book about, you know, working together, you know, building a culture, not just necessarily for a company, but in, in a group setting or whatever. So it's, a, it's definitely, and I think it's available on Audible Isles. Yes, so please download that book. Nicole, thank you again so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. I thought it was really interesting. It was different to have somebody who actually works for us in our company come and be on our show, which is separate from our company in some ways. Yeah. And I think, you know, kind of thinking about company culture and team culture is a whole different mind shift than we've had for a long time. We've talked about it a lot, but um, but now having other people be part of it and looking at it as a group, it's just it's a different little mind shift than I was trained to think about when I came into the business. Well, and I think as an owner in a business, and especially in a small business, you know, when we came into the business, there weren't a ton of employees. It wasn't, uh, culture wasn't really a thing. It was just about getting the job done. And I think now that we're in it, we have 15 plus employees, we are constantly, you know, interacting with each other on different levels. I think that it's a, it, culture's become more important. And I also think culture is important for a younger generation of employees. Yeah, and I think about, you know, finding that tipping point between doing it well and spending too much energy on it. So, um, you know, where is that tipping point and where do where do you pander to people too much to make them feel happy when at the end of the day we do have to get a job done? So there is there's a lot of that kind of ebb and flow and balance. Yeah, definitely. And the book that Nicole talked about was The Culture Code, The Secrets of Highly successful groups. That's written by Daniel Coyne. That's available on audible.com. You get a free 30 days of Audible on us. All you have to do is visit audibletrial.com slash bizmarried. That's audibletrial.com slash bizmarried. You get a free 30 days of Audible. You can listen to The Culture Code by Daniel Coyne. You can listen to a ton of other great books. 
uh, just check that out. Allison, this is going to wrap it up for the season. Yeah, we're going to take a little break. This is a good chance to go back and listen to all those episodes that you might have missed, um, like our episode on building a team culture from season three, episode five. Yeah, and there's a lot of great episodes from this season if you didn't get a chance to listen to. I mean, we talked to uh, a lot of people. We talked to Justin and Kristen Dees about, you know, working together as business spouses, and they have a book that they wrote about that. Um, we talked, you know, going in, in thinking about company culture again, we had a great episode about the team health survey, which we alluded to a little bit in our, in our interview here, uh, with Nicole, but you should go back and listen to that. Uh, love languages was big this year. We talked to, um, to a lot of great business owners too, Matt and Shay from three thought creative and Matt and Shanna Grafer, the young professor and cakes by Shanna. It was really great talking with them a few weeks ago. I really want some of her cookies. I know. They, they look great. Um, and then, you know, we Michelle Waterman, who's been on the show a couple times, and we were on her podcast. It was great to talk to her about journaling and how important that was as well. Yeah, so I'd love you to take a listen to our episode with Michelle um, because it was great to hear us talk a little bit different and have somebody interview us. Yeah, and check out Michelle's podcast, Boot Camp for Your Mind. You can find that on all of the podcasting platforms, just like us. And thanks to Chris Ernest, too, who was on this season talking about accounting and preparing for your fourth quarter stuff. I know it's late in the fourth quarter, but there's still time. So go back and listen to his episode for some great ideas as well. Thank you for listening to us. We'll be back beginning of the year. Yep. In the beginning of the year, we've got a couple of great new people coming on to talk to us about um, coaching and working in businesses and families. And we'll have some new topics that we're dealing with in our business. Yeah. And if you're interested in being on the podcast or maybe think you might be a good fit for us, check out our website, marriedwithabusiness.net. There's a place right on there. You can uh, click on Be Our Guest and fill out a form and and we'll contact you about possibly being on the show. And you can also check out marriedwithabusiness.net to find any sort of the resources, uh, links to the people that we've talked to, information about what we've talked about, the books, all that stuff is on there as well. So check that out. Find us online too. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at BizMarried. And uh, you can find us on Facebook. Just search Married with a Business. Thanks everybody for listening. We'll be back at the beginning of the year, 2023. Not that far away. Kind of crazy to think about, Allison. It's crazy. Yeah. So we'll be back with another season soon. And remember, not only is it important to focus on your business, but also your marriage because we're Married with a Business. Married with a Business.